And welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country. We are back from a summer break. Feels good to be back doing the podcast with you. This podcast is brought to you by Mid-America RV, as usual. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Make sure you visit them at Downtown Lube right here in the heart of Joplin on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Not a matter of a matter of when you're going to need that oil change. And those tires serviced just like I do. So I will be making my way to Downtown Lube tomorrow. Be sure to catch me there. Again, Downtown Lube located right here in the heart of Joplin. Not a matter of a matter of when. And welcome back. It feels good to be back in uh, the chair. It does. I mean, it's a different one. The last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of people messages like, hey, shoot me straight. Is the show dead? And it's like, no, we have just been living the life. Uh-huh. Like, I shouldn't even say the life, just our lives. It's been a lot going on. I'm excited to get into it. You know, I'm sitting here holding the microphone that started the whole thing with me in the podcast. Yeah. Stick to football. LSU, Georgia. A lot happened at that tailgate. Matt went live on the back of a golf cart. We thought a guy was dead at the tailgate. Turns out he was just passed out in Australia when he awakened. We decided to walk out of the stadium and try and get back in. Surprise, they don't let you do that. I turn around, Mellow's pissing on LSU's <laughs> campus right outside the football stadium. And here we are. I used Fast to forward to three years. Four. <laughs> used to? Can I say used to? I still do. I like to pee outside still. Oh, dude, it's glorious. I live out in the country now. Big country is like reality for me at this moment. And, dude. Big it, country's where you're living. <laughs> for How sure. You're living where you're living. Yeah. And, hey, them thunderstorms, <laughs> they hit different, <laughs> bub. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot nothing. louder. Yeah, you're sitting there looking out your window, and you're like, oh, wow, when the lightning strikes, like you can just kind of see into the field crystal clear. And then it's the thought of if the lightning strike hits again and there's something standing in that field looking at me, I'm going to shit my pants, and there's nowhere for me to go. So I laid back down and said a quick prayer and fell asleep. That's a true story. Good to be back. So you have moved since, I think, since our last pod. Or right around that. Uh, Honestly, I think I had moved, and then we had done the show, and then it was like, okay, hey, like, you know, your daughter was in the middle of softball season. She's progressively got so much better throughout the year. You're telling me she was starting leadoff. She was a leadoff hitter by the time the season ended. It's amazing. She was being very bad to where I would update listeners on, hey, she only struck out twice. This game, do that. Two, yeah. By the end of it, she's she's not a great athlete, but she gets better every game. You can tell the potential is there. Like first, like I remember the first time I ever watched her play, it was soccer, and you were like, "Hey, like she's not the best runner," and like uh-huh. you, she kind of takes off runs. Like that looks like more of a gallop, but all right, you know, she's young. And then you see yep. her play basketball a couple years later, and it's like, "Oh wow, she's got some speed," uh-huh. and she's good. Still her sport, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. She got so much better at softball. Which is was, so promising to see, though, right? Like, as a parent, that's got to be the coolest thing is, like, you're literally watching your kid get oh, better yeah. as the sport goes on. And I told you about it. I don't think we ever got the chance to talk about it on the pod. But she was she started out the season like the number seven hitter on her team. And then by the last game, she was hitting leadoff to where she got multiple hits. And you talk about feeling good as a parent when your mm-hmm. daughter comes up to bat. And the opposing coach says, hey, we got a hitter. Outfield scoot back. Yeah, you're like, that's my girl. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all me. That's <laughs> me. You got that Show me how we dad. do, Miller. Show me how we do. <laughs> yeah. It's, I teared up. So, like, the last oh, time I cried, that was one of them. Like, I had stood up at the fence so I mm-hmm. could try to get a picture of her. And when the coach said that, it's like, okay. 
I can't go. Man, you're about to tear up right now. You almost got me tearing up. <laughs> so impressed. She does. She is, she's not a gifted athlete. She's incredibly tall. Mm-hmm. She's five foot five, and she's going into the fifth grade. <laughs> Which is so insane to think she about. Is in, yeah, she's insanely tall. But she, is, she does a great job of She improves every time she plays. And basketball started out a little bit rough. Mm-hmm. Now she's on like a travel basketball team. That's her <laughs> yeah, sport. Cool jerseys and everything. Yeah. So we were doing a lot of that. You were moving. Yep. Softball season. Planning a wedding over here on this side of the table. Yeah, Mr. Uh, you know, we weren't allowed to say the F word of it being, you know, I think it was the G word at first. Like, don't tell me when I have a girlfriend. And it's like, okay, like, hey, congratulations. Like, I guess we won't talk about it. We kind of beat around the bush. Next thing you know, you guys go to opening day and Melo's down on a knee. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of surprised all of us. Respectfully, if this Same. guy's like, hey, we're going to the game. And he's just like, hey, we're engaged. And I was like, yeah, you guys have cracked this joke the last couple of weeks, like whatever. And it's like, oh my God, he's actually serious this time. <laughs> he has a picture of a real ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't from him. Like someone else took a picture of him on a knee. And we've talked about your knee injuries before. Props for you to be able to get down and get back up. Right. I'm, the journal must have been pumping for that. Pumping. Yeah. Pumping. You know what? I was more nervous to ask her out on our first date than I was to marry her. Well, probably because you knew the answer was yes the second time around. The first True. time, it's like, phew. Yeah. What's the worst she could say is no. It's like, well, then she says you, and you're like, oh, there it is. That that <laughs> was the worst. better. I, people have probably figured it out. We work together. <laughs> yeah. So that's like yeah. going into that initial first date ask. It's like, if she says no, I have to see her every day. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing for me is like the last two Julys have been pretty rough for me. And this is the, probably the best July I've had since I've moved down to Joplin. We both understand why, but like last summer, it wasn't something we really talked about. It was like, we were doing a podcast and radio show, like full time. Like that's what our living was. And it, we were very, very lucky to be in that situation. And then it all just came crumbling down, like kind of like out of our control. And it was like, well, what are we going to do from here? You eventually found your way back into teaching. I found myself an entire new career that I'm surprised I'm even in. Um, but I think now is like that whole last year was such a transitional period. And now we've kind of gone into the summer of like, this is, I think the first time we've got to enjoy summer since I've been back where we weren't constantly stressed and like, okay, what are like, what could go wrong? How are things? And this summer has just kind of gone so smooth that we've had so much fun. And so to be back and we even talked about it off air, it's so exciting heading into football season because like that background stress is gone. At least for me, I think it is. I'd like to say the same for you. We got so much else going on in our lives to be happy with. And it's like, let's just have some more fun with this. Like, let's get back to it, come back from summer break, ready to roll. And I think that's it. And like you said, you're planning a wedding. How was that? Is that an easy thing to do? You guys are both very easygoing people. (laughs) You know, I'm a vet. (laughs) Uh, You asked me before the show, I was like, Hey, how's the wedding planning going? I was like, yeah, we'll talk about it on the pod. I am barely involved. That's, that's good though. I I was going to say, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. And it's not the like, I don't want to be involved. She's got it. She's like, I got she's this. Got it under control. Dang. She, sometimes she asks me for my opinion. I think she's done doing that, though. The last time she <laughs> asked me for my opinion on something, she's like, hey, what kind of flowers do you like? I said, I don't like flowers. Yeah, that's okay. I wouldn't ask you anymore. He's like, what color do you like? I hate colors. All right. All right wow. Future husband. <laughs> Never mind. I will text my mom. And so I, I'm pretty sure. Any idea what flowers mom. you're going with then? What's that? Any kind of flower you're going Any idea what flower you're going with? No. I, I wish I knew flowers so I could ask and you'd be like, how the fuck do you know that? I'd be like, I don't know, I don't but know. I don't. I don't flowers. And I don't like flowers either. How many flowers do you think you'd list off the top of your head? That's very random. Okay, roses. Lilies. Daffodils. That's a flower, right? Sunflower. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm trying to think of the... 
I really Are we topped out at four. <laughs> I think that's all we got. Uh, paninis. I think that's a flower. Pink paninis. No, that's the right tackle for the Lions. But, yeah, no, or a panini sandwich, you mean, dude? Come on. How many sandwiches could you name off the top of your head? Yeah. Where do I start? Hour, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Country Club, Hook and Ladder, Firehouse Subs, what up? Yeah, we both worked at Subway. Like, <laughs> dude, I got three degrees, dog. One of them, Subway University. Uh-huh. SU, what's up? <laughs> uh, so you're planning a wedding, kind of. I don't know. I'm not super involved in it. It's going to happen uh, eventually this fall. Uh, you'll be there. Uh, other things that we've done that people were curious about? Golf tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> we had ourselves one hell of one. I mean, we were still talking about it today of people that we're running into going like, hey, I had a, I had a blast. Can't wait for next year. And it was like, mm-hmm. you know, it might have ended rough for a lot of us. Yeah, I, that entire day, like, it never stopped for me. Like, we went out to, uh, after the golf tournament, we went to Matt and swam. We went to Matt's and then swam. I shouldn't even say swam. I got thrown in the pool in my, in my shorts that I was wearing. Got out of the pool enough to dry off, went and ate dinner. You guys were supposed to meet us there. You didn't show up. You fell asleep, which was the right move. That was a good decision. Yep. I stayed out and then continued to drink until 1.30 a.m. until the lights came on. And then I, I don't even know where I – I think I went to my buddy's house and fell asleep and then woke up at like 7, got an Uber to my car, and then drove home. Almost almost pulled the U and just threw up in my car on the way home. I had to like really <laughs> keep myself hunched over because I was scared if I did the whole lean up and stretch, my stomach was going to be like, it's coming out now. So it was like yep. – Oh man, it was a bad ride home Sunday morning, but all day Sunday or Saturday, excuse me. Like I started, at, I think at like seven thirty because the first people got there. I think you guys got there with the drinks, and I was like, "I'll take a beer, sure." And then it hit me like it's seven thirty a.m. Like I'm putting signs up on the course, like this is not good. And then the, the tournament starts, and you know, the true mic'd up special. Everyone's doing shots. Like, yep. I shouldn't say that because in case anyone on the course listens, but it was just like we were drinking. <laughs> yeah, it was taking place. No alcohol. No outside alcohol. Yep. And, of course, we agreed. Mm-hmm. That. We we said yes. We abided by the rules leading up to it. Day of. Rules are off the table, dog. <laughs> we sure did. like a bad boy. <laughs> Man, I remember being in terms like, all right, give me all your shooters. They are not supposed to know. And I remember I dropped the car off and just left. And so the guy walks up to the car, and I could tell he just looked in and was just like, ah. They didn't listen. <laughs> like he, he didn't say anything, but he had it written all over his face. Yeah. Can't wait to be back next year. Other golf tournaments? You've been golfing a shit. I've been golfing a ton. So with my job now, like I was, I'm lucky enough to kind of have them help me kind of get into a country club that's local to us. Um, and so I've been able to go golf a lot, and it's been enjoyable. I love golfing, but I'm not getting any better, so that's the frustrating part. Last week, I legit golfed five days in a row. Three of the days, I was like, okay, this is it. On Sunday, I'm like, you know, God said, this is the day that we're going to rest. I'm going to do that. Well, then my cousins are like, hey, we're going golfing. Do you want to go with us? And I was like, I can't say no. So, yes. And then Monday is usually a day I golf anyways. I get to Monday thinking, like, I played so good on Sunday. This is fantastic. I can't wait to show my buddy up. Like, here we go. Shot really well yesterday. Couldn't hit a shot to save my life. It, but my thing is, if I figure out how to hit my driver, and then I straighten out my irons, and I make my putts, I'm probably going to be a pretty damn good there golfer. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> I mean, You're it's got to happen at some three point. Three little quick fixes away from being a great yeah. golfer. Is that the entire sport of golf? Absolutely. But once I figure that out, <laughs> good luck, everybody else. Do they still call you Mister Fairway? Um, it's more like uh, I'm. I've remained back to the name of Big Country because I find every single tree on the golf course. I put it on my Instagram the other day of a video of like what my golf ball sees on the course, and I was like, it's a bad day to be a tree when I'm out on the golf course. Kind of a little shout out to you the day I wore the lumberjack suit when we did daily radio. Uh, 
it was kind of an accidental fit that happened, but it was just kind of one of these deals. I was like, forgot about that. Yeah, because <laughs> that's where I got the idea from, and I thought it was pretty clever with it. But I mean, it is true. Like, I just I cannot find my way out of the trees once I'm in them. So it immediately adds two strokes to every hole. And the course that I have a membership on is filled with trees. If I could hit my driver straight, I would put myself in a much better position. But Mr. Slice City right here, not happening anytime soon. I used to have a pretty good drive, but anymore, it's it's not great. And everyone's like, oh, you know, just like overcorrect, you know what I mean? Like close your club face like before you swing so when you naturally open up and you swing, it'll straighten up. Uh, incredible thing about me is I somehow override that capability of like closing the, clo- the club face where I open it up even more. So it just... And everyone's like, well, what's your swing path? It's like, I, I can't see my swing path. I don't know what the path is doing, but I know it's not working for and me. And I know more about baseball than I do golf. But mm-hmm. Golf swings feel a lot like baseball. You could get a thousand opinions on your swing. Mm-hmm. And all of them could be wrong. Yeah, I have a buddy who has an ugly swing. Like me and another friend talk about it. I was like, we don't understand how he hits the ball, but he hits it straight. And it or works like Charles out. Charles Barkley. Everybody always makes fun of Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. What they don't understand, Charles Barkley is probably a better golfer than the person listening to this podcast. He's actually pretty damn yeah. good. <laughs> is he doing a lot of like stuttering into it? Absolutely. But he's hitting it straight. Yeah. One of my favorite golf videos I've seen all year is the video of the, the guys that come up on Trump golfing. And he just shanks. One <laughs> yes. Into the it's like one of us. <laughs> he's got like 12 secret servicemen with him. He's probably on his own. Course. How do none of them laugh? You know what I mean? How are they not? Cause you die. Again? Do you think they're like looking at each other? Like, Oh, look at him. Like, don't freaking smile. Think they're laughing. Yeah, like, how many guys have been fired from laughing at him <laughs> on the golf course? With this signature, you're fired. It's like, no, oh, man, you're never exactly. going to believe it. He's got the coolest I've been fired story ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, you Also, you had a triathlon this summer. I did. Uh, it was a very <laughs> – you always hear the, the – what's the best way to wear this? Instagram versus reality. Mm-hmm. Hey, you finished second. You got second place. In my age group, uh-huh. in the race that I did <laughs> – I was the second person in my age group in the race that I did. Uh-huh. Congratulations. So the way this triathlon was set up is that you had a, you had two separate race or you had three separate races that were set for different distances with each. And I knew coming into it being my first triathlon, I was like, I'm not going to do this one that I might literally die in because I know I'm not that strong of a swimmer. So the one that I started with, um, it was a smaller end of a race, and I uh, did not train for the swimming at all leading up to it because I thought it's oh, not good. that far, 200 yards, like I'm good. Uh, no, I got about 30 yards in and was like, oh, my God, where's a kayak? I need a break. Like, I'm about to die in this water. And then this old dude swims by me, kicks me in the face. I choke on water. I'm in an even worse situation. You know, swimming in open water is so much different than being in a pool. Because, like, I can swim in a pool, and I feel like I'm fine. You know what I mean? I feel like I got a good, like, natural stroke. I feel fast swimming. But, like, you get in open water with other people next to you, and it's a totally different ball game. And then immediately going from swimming to a bike ride, and this is going to sound silly for everyone that swims or trains swimming. And you're like, yeah, like you use your legs a lot. That thought process never crossed my mind. I was just thinking all shoulders. I was like, hey, like I'm going to have to use my arms so much. Like that's when I'm going to be tired. No, 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 no. It was my legs immediately. And I get on a bike and I was dead for the bike ride. And then you go to run and your legs are like bricks. That was probably the best part for me though. Um, when I finished, I think the first thing out of my mouth was like, it definitely wasn't worth it. Like that sucked. I never want to do this again. And then the more you're kind of standing there and you're thinking about it, you're like, dude, I freaking did that. Like I accomplished it. Like leading up to it, I've been riding my bike for like an hour every night leading up to this. I've been running like crazy, you know, just to be prepared for it. So like the day of the race, like, yeah, it's supposed to suck. It's, you're supposed to be tired. It's supposed to hurt, but it's just the fact that like you accomplished it. 
And then, <laughs> yes, the Instagram versus reality moment of like, hey, I finished second in my age group, like of my race. Was I the second person? Absolutely. It's just more funny to me because I did so bad during the race. Like my, my actual time was like embarrassing. So there's a part of me that wants to do it again just to be better than that. But we'll see. Like I'm trying to get a road bike, you know, further down. Like I've been doing more training. I've been riding bike more. I've been running more. So it's like, okay, like let's just <laughs> figure out where to freaking swim to prepare for this. So I'm actually Easier working on that <laughs> next month. You know what I mean? So there's that hope. But again, it's just like I did do the triathlon. I had two goals coming into this year, and one was to do the triathlon, and one was to be able to dunk by my alumni tournament for high school that we always do. I got close. Oh, I yeah? was close to dunking. Yeah, <laughs> I I did, I, it one. didn't happen, but it, like that kind of fueled me heading into this triathlon. I was like, I have to finish at least one of my goals that I've set out. And the other one that I low-key had was just golf a lot more, and I've been able to accomplish that. So sure. again, <laughs> heading into this year so far in July, knock on wood, been going pretty good for your boy yeah other uh ways that we've spent our summer i've been doing a lot of stuff with the draft scout i mm, have you have before. uh draft content comes out every monday morning i've been scouting players writing scouting reports peek behind the curtain i hate writing scouting reports <laughs> i've been wanting to know <laughs> i did that like one summer like one it's spring heading into draft season i was like this fucking blows yeah, i remember I asking you guys so like how many games do you have to watch like uh -huh. per and you're like it's got to be a minimum of four and i was like Four, mm -hmm. I gotta watch four games for one player. There's 300 players. I'm like this, dude. This yeah. is not fun. And guess the what? I was wrong on the player. I had no idea what I was watching on the film. Yeah. Actually, I might have been right because it was Devin Bush. I was like, I'm not really seeing this. Like da 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 da. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's worked out a little bit, but also he's like that's, he's not been as good as what he was drafted at. That's a crazy thing about scouting too. Is sometimes you can just see it and like, okay, this guy's popping off. I see it. I like him. Mm -hmm. I, now I've got to try to put it into words. What do I see? What do I like? <laughs> yeah. Or like other guys. It's like, like, oh, he's got a like quick him. burst out of his cut. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> but then I see Calvin Ridley's tape, and I'm like, that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I tweeted like, hey, this is the aha moment of like what separates like some uh, players from others. And yeah. I was like, like that, that was it. Yeah, it's like, how are you supposed to guard that? Because I, I just saw that clip today recently mm -hmm. of Calvin Ridley. Yeah. And I'm excited about him. Being and it, Zay Jones was right. I believe it was Zay Jones. was the route right in, was a player right in front of him. Zay Jones is known as a really fast athlete in the NFL, mm -hmm. like immensely different in the speed that they came out of that cut for that route. They ran the same route, like back to like one after another, and you're just like, oh my god, mm -hmm. there's no way a linebacker's covering that, let alone a corner. Yeah, so a lot of draft content coming out at the Draft Scout, and I'll have my college football preview coming out uh, pretty soon too. Been working on that all summer. I was gonna say, how big is it? Big, is it the same size it normally yeah. is, or? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. Top yeah. 25, Heisman. I mean, you put like a ton of work into it. I love it. Like that, like yeah. I don't like writing scouting reports. A college football preview, I would do that for free. I Well, let's not. You know what I mean? Keep getting <laughs> – try and make your money off <laughs> yeah, of it, <laughs> Yeah, Please. do your thing, boo. Uh, but I do. I love it, and that's coming out soon. Uh, I also went to Taylor Swift over you, the summer. Man, you can't and skip – I'm sorry we waited so long into the show to even talk about that. That lived up to the hype. I'm sure everybody has seen – the clips on social media, that is the best concert. I feel like I've seen to. the concert on TikTok. Like, there's just uh -huh. so many clips yep. filled with it. But I, everyone that I've ever seen, like, go to the concert, just say it was so good. Mm -hmm. But, like, I want to ask, like, what, what makes it so good? Is it, like, the transition from song to song, like, the performance, like, the costumes, the dancers, just hearing her live? Or is it just an accumulation of everything that's going it's on just makes Broadway it so good? Show. Plus music. I mean, it's, everybody knows. She sings 44 songs. It's 44? Three hours of her 
singing. There's a couple little pauses and transitions. But I'm talking like maybe 30 seconds between songs. And there's always something going on. Like I what's the trend? Like is her changing outfits? Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's but I mean she's changing her outfit in thirty seconds and then she's back on stage or emerges from a group of people. I don't know how she's doing it. Like every single night. I blurted out the ten minute version of All Too Well, saying every single word to that song. Go off, King. And after I finished, I was tired. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is two hours into the set, and I go uh, every word of all too well, and then I'm like winded, like uh, I need a break. No one look at me, dog. <laughs> Time out, coach. And she just goes right into the next song. I'm like, how are you doing this, Taylor? She's in great shape. She's not getting. Oh, she's got to be for that. Like three hours. I was exhausted after the concert. I wonder what her like. This might be a weird thought, and I can't believe I'm gonna go, like. I wonder what her diet consists of to like make sure that she oh, for real, though. continues the energy night in and night out yeah, for like all these shows. Of, you know, like guys like Michael Phelps of like, oh, I'm on this many calories to mm-hmm. try to maintain. I, what is she doing to keep up the energy? Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. It and is. it's not like she's, you know, like you hear about a lot of rappers, you know, like they're hanging out in the back, chilling, like, you know, other like the people are drinking, doing drugs. Like it's just part of like that kind of like just lifestyle that some of these guys live. Taylor Swift does not seem to be living that lifestyle at all. So, like, what is she doing to, I don't know, yeah. perform like this? In some of these cities, she, like, what, Kansas City, she did two shows two or shows. was it three? Two. So, like, Dallas, I know she did three. Like, New York, I think she did three. Like, I some of these massive, LA, like, bigger she's cities. Doing, like, four nights in a row. Holy cow. And she's selling. The one thing that blows my mind is that she is literally selling out stadiums and then even outside. Like, so many people want to go. Yeah. They're like, I'm going to actually just listen to the concert outside uh-huh. the stadium. Yeah. That's incredible. Because even at Arrowhead, uh, they're like, you can't get into the parking lot unless you have a ticket to to the concert. Which kind of sucks. Like, just let it people didn't matter, Really? They found their way in the parking lot. I didn't see much of it on social media, but they were in the parking lot. Wow. Enjoying the show, just like every other stop that they had, which it was incredible. And then I, it was this week, the stuff with Travis Kelsey kind of surfaced. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, these are – I love the Chiefs. I love Taylor Swift. I think I need – Travis Kelsey to stay away from Taylor Swift. I think Taylor Swift is aware that she's going to be staying away from Travis Kelsey. Like, <laughs> oh, he had a reality TV show about dating. I want nothing. Like, that is probably the biggest ick to well, her. Well, they're both of awful anything. at dating. <laughs> obviously. Mm. It, but Maybe this me, does work out. Part of me. Can you imagine the Travis Kelsey album? It's like Taylor Swift singing about football. Mm. <sighs> My worlds collide. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a part of me, kind of. I almost want to try and think of lyrics, but it's like, I'm not going to come anywhere close to what she's going to come up with. No, not even close. (laughs) No offense. That would be an incredible bridge. (laughs) I don't even know what that means, but she loves to write the bridge. I know that. Yeah, but I I saw the the tweets, and I was even, like, I showed my fiance. I was like, I I think this is probably bullshit. Like, Travis Kelsey wasn't trying to talk to Taylor Swift. Yeah. And then I get on Instagram, targeted ad, Mm -hmm. first post is from their podcast the kelsey brother podcast he's like yep i tried to slide her a friendship bracelet with my number on it which is a clever idea yeah (laughs) dude smooth criminal man yeah he's a smooth son of a gun i don't know i'm torn i don't know if i'm rooting for it or against it i do think it would be a good looking couple like i think we'd see it and be like that looks pretty good she's sneaky tall yeah a lot of people don't realize that she's like 511 (sighs) big fan of that she's my height yeah yeah, or maybe taller because I'm like five eleven on the nose. 
Yeah. She's probably like 5'11". And she has a little volume to her hair. She's taller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But the, the Taylor Swift concert lived up to like all the, of the hype. Like the, the light show, the, just the production, the, just the production of everything, of everything the, the like that bracelets get, that you get. Phenomenal. phenomenal. Like if we're going in, how did those work? Like, so you got a bracelet that lights up. Yep. Is that what it is? And it's just synced to the show. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. How was the, uh, the tradition? Cause I saw a clip leading into like a TikTok, not a clip. Excuse me. I saw a TikTok leading into the concert. Like if you're going to the Taylor Swift concert, like this is everything you need to know that like fans have kind of built up as like tradition, mm-hmm. like for certain songs or whatnot of like what you, oh, like yeah. she sings a lyric and you scream it back. Mm-hmm. How was hearing that live? Did you know that going into I it? Or? A couple of them. Yeah. Did you just do it? Oh yeah. Let me hear it. Which one? Uh, there's one that I can't remember what song it is now because you put me on the spot, but it's one, two, three, let's go bitch. Yeah. And I, I know and so, it's popping up of what I saw on TikTok. Yeah. Took my two daughters and then going into it, it's like, Hey, you can say the words. Like, let's not pretend like dad doesn't say them. <laughs> you hear them all the time. You're at a Taylor Swift concert. What did the other party think of that? Say it. Didn't care. Really? Awesome. Yeah, didn't That's care. good. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And we had a bet between my daughters and I. To, who could say that the loudest? So we all knew that one was coming. <laughs> my daughter, Maya, won. <laughs> nice. Love <laughs> yeah. that. So that stuff was cool. The lights with the bracelets. I The technology behind that is amazing. That still kind of blew my mind a little bit. I didn't realize Mine you too. could do that. Because, I mean... It's not like it's sitting under your seat of like, okay, they know where this bracelet is. Mm-hmm. They've got to have your location somehow. Yeah. Because, I mean, at one point, the bracelet lights uh, did the wave. It's like it went all the way around the stadium. It what? Was mm-hmm. And so the the wow. fireworks, uh, there was a fire, like pyro. Were the fireworks at the end or were they like during the concert? Both. Wow. Both. It is a production. I mean, I can't imagine. the highlight of my summer. Damn. And I just got back from a trip to Chicago where I went to Wrigley Field. <laughs> yeah. Which also looked like a lot of fun. You got to Wrigley's be Mr. A, Tourist in Chicago. Wrigley is pretty awesome. That, Lives up to the hype. How's the gravel parking lot? Is that a real thing or is that? No, there's like no parking. Mm. Well. I thought they had like a, a gravel parking lot outside. Not, no, it's in, the, it's in a neighborhood. Oh, a legit shoot. neighborhood. We walked by houses on our way. But there's, we got a parking garage that was pretty close. It was just a couple blocks away. So that part was convenient. And then went to Wrigleyville, uh, met up mm. with some of our friends there, had a couple beers, walked over. This field is really cool. The concourse is trash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was built Is it a big walking area or is it small? It's small. Yeah. It's small. And the options for food, none. There are like four things you can have. You can really? get a hot dog. You can get pizza. You can get chicken strips. <laughs> I think there's pretzel? one other thing. A pretzel. That's like that's it. Wow. That's, that's kind of cool though. Like, hey, like, you're not spending much time eating food. Like just get what you want mm-hmm. and go back to your seat right. and watch the game. And the the stadium is super cool. I was very impressed. Like walking up the steps and then seeing Wrigley and the Ivy, the scoreboard and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It lived up to the hype. Like I got Man. chills seeing the stadium. And uh, it was a beautiful day, too, so everything's lit up nice. It was 75 and... degrees when I was there. Wow. Compared to the 96 we had today here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just sweating balls everywhere today. There, I actually uh, I got cold in the stadium. Started to get a little chilly. Got a little chill, uh, but that was great. Which leads me to a, another thing that I've been doing this summer. I have a new addiction. 
And it Uh-oh. is called Immaculate Grid. Have you done these things? Have you heard uh, of this Is that yet? the one with like the several different uh, trivia things? Yes. So it will give you – it's a grid, and it will give you like two teams. And then you have to pick a player that played for those two teams. Oh, no, but I'm doing – I did another thing my buddy sent me where you have like a – you get an NFL quiz, you get like an MLB quiz, you get like a movie, pop culture, what two celebrities are these. So my buddy sent me the Immaculate one, but I didn't actually do it. So you get two teams or two players? Two teams. Okay. And now they have it for – it started as a baseball thing. Now they have it for the NBA and they have it for NFL and also hockey now. Wow. It. I wake up every morning looking forward to it. <laughs> like it is – it's – like the most fun that I've had. Like, you know, some people play Wordle every day. Yeah. Like, oh, here's my Wordle score. I'm spending hours a day on Immaculate Grid. It takes you that long? Well, sometimes it's hard to think of players. So, like, and okay, I'm doing so you have the three sports. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you get the two teams, and what do you like? How do you figure out the players? What does it ask you? Just nothing. Like, the one for today was um, the Giants and the Cardinals. So you have to find the player that played for both teams? You have teams? to guess a player that plays for both teams, and you only get nine guesses. Well, there's probably multiple players that have done that, right? You just got to oh, yeah. find one? You just have to find one. Oh, sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you guess wrong, you're out. The other day I was doing the NFL one, and I guessed a backup quarterback, Matt Barkley. Yeah. And I don't remember what the two teams were, like the Falcons and the Bills. Yeah. But since he had never played for the Falcons, it didn't count. So oh, shoot. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, they need to fix that. But it's still, it's, huh. if I'm not actively playing it, I'm thinking about it. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you I'm get... sitting at brunch today, and I'm thinking about Immaculate Grid. <laughs> uh, I don't care about my biscuits and gravy. They taste phenomenal. No, like Where's my grid? <laughs> thanks, First Watch. Who played for the Padres? <laughs> that's me. All, all I'm going to have to try this out now because I've not been playing that. Yeah. That's what I need. It's just another thing to occupy my time on my phone. Let me find more reasons to be on that thing. You know, they say as you get older, you need things to like occupy your brain. Yeah. I, I, I got this old person game on my phone, actually. It's kind of embarrassing, but it's called Gardenscapes. <laughs> and it's like a game that I think my grandma would love. But it is like, it's kind of fun to play. It's like Candy Crush. Um, and I would say Sims maybe put together, like kind of a combined game, like Farmville, like Farmville <laughs> and Candy Farmville. Crush. Like, cause you have to complete like the Candy Crush type of like, like, uh, challenges or whatever that you get, or like you know, come with a puzzle and like you solve it and you get like a star. And like the more stars you build, like then you fix like this part of the garden with it or whatnot. And it's, it's kind of freaking cool, dude. I've built like several gardens on this thing and it is a blast. Like, that's a game I sit there and think about. Like, I wake up in the morning and was like, I got to play Gardenscapes. I'm sitting there at 1230 last night playing Gardenscapes. Anything else from your summer? Um, Just going on lake trips. Like, that's, you know, we went to the lake for your bachelor party. That was a blast. Um, I don't think I told you guys this. I actually raced Rob in the lake. Oh, yeah, we heard. Uh, He smoked my ass. Like, he, I mean... We started racing, and I thought I was doing good because I was like, I got the length on me. You know what I mean? Like, I stayed under the water. Like, I'm sitting here thinking I'm swimming like a dolphin. I come up out of the water just flipping, swimming, just like stroke after stroke after stroke. And I kind of peek up, and I see he's in front of me. And I, this dude is turbo through the water, and I start dying laughing. I was like, I've already lost, but this is impressive. And he talked a big game, and, boy, he backed it up. Well, I and I just kind of gave up on the rakes, but I was like, that's impressive, like, Rob. From a couple years ago, him telling me, like, we were having drinks, and him telling me, like, 
I, I don't brag on myself much. There's not mm-hmm. a whole lot that I'm good at. I'm a great swimmer, though. <laughs> he, and I, then we get down to the lake, and my brain is just like, boom, remember. <laughs> Rob's got to race someone. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was me. And the best part was that he had been drinking, like, a majority of the day. And he does this race, and he swims off to the side. I, I can't even say swims off. The, he swims away from where we were and is puking in the water. He's got, like, the floating underneath his arms, and he's just like – puke and then he comes back and like hey like did you puke he's like oh yeah it's all it's over there like don't <laughs> swim that way and it was like luckily the lake was naturally flowing that way anyway so it, it was away from us but oh my god it was hilarious he smoked by us in a, a race to the buoy and the from the dock to there and then went and puked and then came back and was like beer me I was like all right here we go <laughs> <laughs> right we had a good time it was a blast it was a lot of fun uh-huh. appreciate all the fellows that uh joined us for that one so mm-hmm. many stories from that oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, no we're not talking about them <laughs> not yet uh yeah lake trip bachelor party was fun uh, one more thing that i discovered this summer which was like late spring i think you and i discovered it at the same time another thing that i have an addiction to is not just immaculate grids uh, i'm addicted to carhartt oh i didn't even see you put that on absolutely everything i'm s- I wanted – if you wouldn't have texted me, hey, ready, whenever you are, I was going to swing by Academy and try and get a white Carhartt T-shirt because I want one. That, a that's one? A white one. I don't have that color. I got a blue. I got a black. I got a green. I got a yellow, uh, like a royal color blue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, a white one would be nice because I have like black chinos on and then like some white New Balance shoes. And I was like, if I could get a white Carhartt and I throw on this Bass Pro hat and I go have some drinks after this, are you, I'm feeling are you rocking the good. T-shirt or the polos? t-shirt mm-hmm. yeah i the carhartt i didn't polos, i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't know they made polos they make everything they got car actually, polos I don't know they make polos i haven't seen those <laughs> i was about to but say like, oh i'm gonna go spend hoodies, some more money sweatshirts long sleeve tees there is a i have a hoodie saved in my car it's kind of like a fleece where it's got like a quarter zip and it's got the hoodie pockets and it's got a hood on it i've had it in my amazon cart and i'm waiting for it to go on sale i'm gonna buy that sucker and i'm gonna wear it every freaking day in the fall we were shopping for something today and I jokingly said, like, hey, can I put this Carhartt stuff on our wedding registry? Like, can I register for a Carhartt hoodie? I'm going to do it. Dang. <laughs> I got to, you, boo. <laughs> just to see, you know, who wants to buy me a $50 hoodie? Because they're nice. Better than buying you, like, a freaking $50 blender. Know. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool, dude. That's another thing that I've been doing, though. Because I am getting married. We have a registry. <laughs> oh, you're getting married? <laughs> yeah, bingo card. Yeah. Uh, I've been stalking our registry to see if things have been purchased. <laughs> That's your other addiction. <laughs> yeah. So I've been pretty busy this summer. <laughs> I don't even think I know where your registry list is. You've not sent that out. No, no. It just you need to do that have, if you're going to be stalking it. <laughs> right, uh, because of like bridal party shower stuff. I don't know what that is. Uh, I should I'm, send it out. I'll, I'm the I'll wrong guy to ask, dude. <laughs> I'm your one friend that hasn't been married. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll tweet it out and see if anybody wants to. But Carhartt Cole, is my me. advice to people. Because it's not very expensive either. It's really like $16 for a, a nice, comfortable T-shirt. And people are like, yeah, it's better than $30 for, you know, just a – and the best part is is it doesn't shrink when you wash it. Like the quality stays there. Right. Like you can get these $5, $7 shirts from Target. One, two wears, the shirt's or, pointless anymore. You know, if you're buying like a Nike dry fit, that's how much are those things now? $35? Yeah. It's, they're stupid expensive. Yep. So, yeah, Carhartt, everything. Um, other things that have occupied my summer, let's do talk to some sports. 
the documentary, I guess we can call it a documentary, quarterback. Yeah. That is one of the best sports series I've seen ever. I absolutely loved it. And, you know, there's been a lot of people that have talked about Patrick Mahomes and the whole Brittany thing. It's like, whatever your view is on Brittany Mahomes, like, no one's going to change it. It just it is what it is. I don't mind her. Like, I do think she gets a little – I don't – maybe – I think the way that she goes about expressing her cheering for the Chiefs and the Mahomes, like and Mahomes is kind of like annoying to a sense, but it's like that's just how she is. That's how she celebrates. That's how she loves to watch the game. That's just who like that's just Brittany. It's fine. Just accept that and move on from that it. That was a topic of discussion at the lake. Mm-hmm. Is there were some people who I think it just probably confirmed what you already thought of her. Yeah. If you were already like kind of a fan of her, you're like look at her cheer on her husband. Like, what's she actually guilty of? Loving her husband and supporting the hell out of him. Yeah, like wants to take pictures with him, and he doesn't like pictures. Right. That's every relationship ever. Like, I think yeah. that humanized both of them even more of like, right. hey, take him off the pedestal a little bit. Mm-hmm. They have two kids. They're doing very well. They're still a young couple. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they are my age. That is kind of young to be like, – it's younger being married with two kids and th- this amount of success in life. Mm-hmm. Is she allowed when she cheers at games? Yeah. Am I allowed when I cheer at games? Absolutely. I'm glad I don't have thousands of cameras in my face right? or followers on social media with that where people are like, oh, my God, I hate the way you cheer for this. Hey, dude, I don't care what drink you drink to get drunk. Who cares about how I cheer when I cheer for yeah, football there games? There are 50,000 fans in that stadium doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But when she does it, she's vilified for some reason. Yep. Or you'll get guys that are decked out in a full wolf costume. Robin Banks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, I don't know. What's his name? The X Factor? Isn't that him? Yeah. Or is that the other one? Because there's a multiple guys. The X Factor was the one that uh, got kicked out by the like the entire Chiefs organization. It was in a car accident. And then three days later was walking down the sidewalk in a hospital gown for the news. Right? Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> She's too much. Yeah. Like, dude, Chiefs fans, a little over the top. But like, that's why you love them. And, like, the look into, obviously, we're Chiefs fans. Mm-hmm. But... I think Patrick Mahomes, I think it's safe to say he's the best player in the league. He just oh, won for the MVP, sure. won the Super Bowl. Having that in-depth look all season, mm-hmm. and that's something we've said for a long time, is if you've got to have cameras in the locker room to capture those special moments. And the fact that they did it with quarterback and had Patrick Mahomes win the Super Bowl, like Peyton Manning's got like a heart. Oh, like, oh my God, he's going to do it. Our first season, yeah. he's going to win. And like even with the Vikings, you know, you're watching Kirk Cousins, you're like, oh my God, like we got Thug Cousins. We got all this tape. I really thought they'd take more of a deep dive into that, but they really didn't. Um, right. But, like, the Viking success throughout the season, mm-hmm. I know all the focus was on Kirk Cousins for the show, but I don't think they did a good enough job of saying, like, hey, like, Kirk Cousins is the reason they're winning these ball games. Because when, when you watch yeah. quarterback, and maybe it was just me or, you know, I've not really seen much else of it on Twitter, I never realized how much he was getting hit throughout the season and how many incredible throws he made game after game after game. That one either kept him in the game, kept the drive going, or won them the ball game. Like, we all talk about Justin Jefferson. We all talk about Dalvin Cook, and we just love to shit on Kirk Cousins at big moments. And, you know, he even said himself, like, hey, like, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, my my haters, you know, if I was walking on water, they say it's because I can't swim. It's like, what a freaking line. That's incredible. And I, I've been a fan of Kirk Cousins, but, like, I think that just kind of sent it to a whole other level for me. And there were just some things that he said and the way he kind of viewed and responded things. The big one for me was how present he is in every moment, of what, no matter what's going on. And that kind of reminded me of myself in a sense and just the way he kind of looked at things. And I thought 
if I would have been like a professional quarterback in the NFL, I probably would be Kirk Cousins. <laughs> like my wife would be dressing me like a dad. Mm-hmm. Like I would, that would be the lifestyle that I would want to be living. That's probably how I would go about. That's that's the way I would want to collect things throughout my career. It's like, man, Kirk Cousins is kind of a cool dude. Like, yeah, it, it, seems a little older. You know relatable. what I mean? But yeah, yeah. He, I mean, kind of a dork, but a nerd. Yeah, duh, knew that going into <laughs> it. I walked away liking Kirk Cousins more than I did before the show started. Uh, Marcus Mariota, I ended that show being like, he's, I can't believe he's got another job in the NFL. I can't believe the Eagles signed him. Uh, Dude showed zero confidence. And and maybe it was because they were doing the interview after the season. So he's already kind of knowing of like, this is the tape they have. This is kind of the outlook on how I'm being perceived right now. Mm -hmm. And I do kind of wish they would have done some of these interviewer like recaps throughout the season. So we would have seen like the different level of emotions and, you know, their mindset of where they were throughout the season. I get that would have been a huge distraction, especially from Holmes in the playoffs and into the Super Bowl. And like even Kirk Cousins, I thought the game tape they had after the Giants game and they're driving home, I thought that was the realest moment you could probably get from one of these guys and just the conversations they're having with their significant other en route back to being home. And then he's immediately in dad mode with his kids and is like, yeah, like, hey, we lost. But Marcus Mariota. Like, there's, I was so excited to see, like, okay, what's his mindset of being a starting quarterback again and getting an opportunity to be, like, the guy of a franchise or just being a starting quarterback again, and he just did he nothing. He felt like the leader no, of that and, team. And I think that's one of the things that we talked about at the Lake, too. I think it was our buddy Rob's take. Of like, if you just watched these guys, the interview process, mm-hmm. and you said, hey, one guy is going to fail. One guy's pretty mediocre. One guy's a superstar. Yeah. You can tell right off the interviews. A thousand percent. Yep. You know, I didn't like, hear him say that, boom, but boom, boom, yeah, that's how the show would go. And I, I was pretty disappointed with Marcus Mariota. I, I kind of dumped on him last year when he quit on the Falcons. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the Netflix series did a pretty good job of being like, well, you quit on the team, but we're not going to dive too far into it. Yeah. It was just, did, they kind of just took like the, Oh, we got an injury. You know, he did his little interview. He was like, Oh, I kind of hate that it was perceived. That it was like, Dude, you weren't named the star anymore, and you left. Like yeah. you just said, deuces. I have a kid. I'm out of here. Like one of like, the worst things that you can do. It's like, hey, uh, you know who else had a kid this year and then made it to the exactly. Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. like, or like, how many other players? Yeah, have had a kid or a lingering injury mm-hmm. in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes had a twisted ankle heading into the play. And like, I don't mean to be like a homer to Patrick Mahomes, but it's like, hey, it's kind of hard to feel bad for Marcus Mariota. Uh-huh. We're looking at this other guy right. win a Super Bowl in the game of P. Yeah, or like all the hits that Kirk Cousins was taking mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Some of my favorite stuff though was the on field. Again, two Chiefs fans mm-hmm. love Patrick Mahomes. I didn't realize how much shit he talked. So much shit. Oh, I love it I though. Did too. Like, like I, I need more mic'd up moments. Like I need to see like the the bad guy aspect of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Him talking shit to Mason Crosby mm-hmm. was probably Max the Crosby, yeah. of the show. Yep. Yeah, Max, not Mason, not the, the kicker. kicker. <laughs> <laughs> because even Crosby's like. I think he's viewed as kind of like a tough guy. Like, hey, don't don't mess with. Yeah, him. that's a guy I wouldn't want to meet in an alley. Like, that's immediately yeah. what I think when I see him. Uh huh. And then here's superstar quarterback getting in his face. Oh. And I'm right here. I didn't realize when they hit helmets like that that Mahomes' chin strap was loose, mm-hmm. and that helmet probably came and popped him in the face. I know. He almost and I know that. Wanted. I know that hit his nose, yep. and I know how I am when I get hit in the nose. I'm pissed. And so then when he's like, oh, what was it? He's just like, I do this shit or something like that. Uh-huh. And then, you know, it goes to him in the interview. He's like, yeah, I just kind of black and I don't know what I say. And then he's just like, I do this shit. This is what I do. And I'm when just like, says, I freaking love it. Like, I'm ready to run through a wall right now yeah, because he of He goes, that. you woke up the wrong motherfucker. Yeah. 
Chills, dude. That's I can't wait for season two. Terrell Owens me. Like, that's my quarterback. <laughs> yeah. It, they've already announced like they're doing season two, which they have to. Because mm-hmm. it was honestly, like, even if you removed Patrick Mahomes and you replaced him with somebody else, I thought it was great. Absolutely. To get the behind the scene looks and going through like week by week was phenomenal. Uh going into week two, who are some guys that you're looking forward to? Like, if you were in charge, who would you take? Um, so I think you kind of need to follow the same uh, pattern that you did with the guys that you currently have. So you're going to need yep. a superstar, a mediocre quarterback that's better than he probably gets credit for and that you're going to gain a lot of respect for watching the show. And then a guy that, you know, you're kind of iffy about, but then at the same time it's like, yeah, we're we're done with this dude. We're, we're moving on from him. Yep. And the three immediate guys that come to mind is like the Kirk Cousins replacement, Derek Carr. The Marcus Mariota replacement, Kyler Murray. Like I think we can get an inside look at that and get a, like an in-depth look of, hey, come around November time when uh, Call of Duty comes out again, what's Homeboy doing? What, what kind of yeah. tape do we got here? Why is he streaming so much? Uh-huh. And then I think for the superstar, he's probably going to hate it because he's going to be on hard knocks, but I, I almost think it has to be Aaron Rodgers. Like You have to find a way to get him. Yeah. But I think if you can get Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, and Kyler Murray, that's going to be pretty interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if they get Geno Smith. Like That might be like the Derek Carr kind of replacement or – Maybe even like the Marcus Mariota aspect of like, yeah. like is he really the guy or is he not? The, one of the guys that I really want to see, I think established superstars, like the first call you probably make is Joe Burrow. Yeah, and man, he just went down with a calf injury. So let's say they've already done that. They've not announced it. Like, we got tape of that. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so that would be, if I were in charge, that would be my first call. Josh Allen even? Mm-hmm. I think my, that would be a good one, actually. My second phone call, though, is to Baker Mayfield. Ooh. Like he is just he's great TV. Yeah, he it's is. probably gonna end badly. And if it doesn't, like say I know I'm a Baker hater, established OG, mm-hmm. leading the bandwagon. But if he's good, it's gonna be great. Yeah. Because he's gonna be talking mad shit. Jared Goff would be another like secretly good one. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we've seen plenty the, of him with hard knocks. Like and... the mediocre guy, because he had a good season last year. Mm-hmm. He's done hard knocks before. So maybe he could be a guy that's like familiar. Did he do all or nothing as well, or did, was he on Hard Knocks twice when they did the Rams and that's he what was it was on Hard Knocks twice? Because he did the Rams initially when they made the move to L.A. and then when they did the Rams and Chargers during COVID, but they didn't really show much of him on there. Maybe due to COVID, but yeah. I don't feel like he was the biggest part of the show that time. Mm-hmm. So for me, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, I think another one. I don't know if he would allow the access. Tua. Come he already said no, which I yeah. Because he didn't want the in-depth look like with his Justin family Fields and personal life. Too. Did he really? I, that, I saw that one today. I didn't see Justin Fields. Um, kind of thing like Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I would get kind of annoyed with that. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think. I just had another couple names in my mind, and not was Russell Wilson, Jordan Love. Yes. Like first year starter in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Herbert. I don't know how good Herbert would be. Yeah, he seems kind of. I think the clips that the Chargers social media team puts out shows like him having like a tremendous personality and like relationship with his teammate. But then when there's their actual cameras are there, he's just kind of yeah, like, yeah, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a, I think a positive. I had also no idea. He was a huge Chargers fan growing up. I never heard that till he signed the contract. Like this is like me with like, as a kid, like making a video game and like, I'm going to be the starting quarterback for the Kansas city chiefs. Like da, 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 da. this dude's living the dream. Yeah, like that is like you're a Chargers fan your whole life. You go to college, you're a quarterback. You get drafted in the NFL by your favorite team in the first round to be the franchise guy. You don't necessarily get to wondering. start like you'd want to, but like you've lived up to it. And now you're getting a big payday. Like how much of that stuff is fabricated? Like, I think with he, him, it's genuine. Yeah, some of but, it, I'm sure it is. Like with me growing up, 
I was kind of a bandwagon fan. Or like we've mm-hmm. talked about my college football fandom before. I liked so many different teams that you can find a picture of me in like an Ohio State shirt, a Georgia <laughs> yeah. Bulldog shirt. Yep. Like, so you could spin that narrative of like he's always been a Chargers fan. Yeah. Like, no, I just had a Cowboys jersey. Like I had a Miami Dolphins helmet that I found at a yard exactly. sale when I was a kid. And I was like, dude, that's an NFL helmet mom I wanted. She was like, how much is it? I was like five bucks. She's like, that's fine. I was like, oh my god, five dollars. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had uh, I had two sets. I had a Cowboys helmet. I had a 49ers helmet. Oh, that's cool. They, they were the cheap little yeah. plastic ones. Yeah, you like, weren't definitely playing in them, but like yeah, but yeah. you know like. If I wouldn't have hurt my knees and went pro, you could you could spin the narrative of like, oh, he's always been. You're playing for the Eagles, but it's like he's been a Cowboys fan his whole life, (laughs) right? So I don't know, but you know, for Justin Herbert, I guess if he if he was good for him, but he is the highest paid quarterback in the league now. He got a five year, two hundred sixty two point five million dollar deal that puts him at like fifty two ish a year, I think. Yeah. Good for him and good for the Chargers. You've got a guy, so just lock him up. It's like 52, that's a stupid amount of money, but like Jalen Hurts making 55 makes 52 not seem like that much. $52 million a year is insane. I think I saw Ian Rapport, one of the guys, or maybe it was even Schefter, and I think it was 2012 or 11 or something, Aaron Rodgers signed a, a contract for $22 million a year and he was the highest paid player in the NFL at $22 million a year. Oh, it's Tyree just... Kill is making $27, $28 million a year as a receiver. Because mm-hmm. I remember it was like after Aaron Rodgers, then it was Derek Carr. We're like, Derek Carr's getting $25 million a year. Holy cow. And then yeah. you get to, you know, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then like you keep trickling down. And then now we're sitting here at 52. Like I remember before Dak, a year before Dak signed, we were talking at 35 being 35. a lot. Yeah, like, oh, and that's too like, much for him. <laughs> boom, here comes Patrick Mahomes. And we're like, oh my God, he just reset right. the market at like, what, $45 million a year? Yeah. And, then, and you know, even Dak, he, he's making about forty on average. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel too bad for him. No. It, but at the time, it was the biggest deal. Like, don't resign him. Yep, he's not worth it. He's never going to live up to that contract. Uh, but now, uh, this summer, we've seen Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts all three uh, sign new contracts uh, of north of fifty million. One of the reasons why they are north of fifty is Aaron Rodgers, who was making fifty. He did take a big pay cut, which. Good for him. Does that new does that now set a new narrative for quarterbacks moving forward? Of like, which one of you going to take a pay cut to make your team right. a Super Bowl which contender? One he wants to win the most because if the Jets do like find a way to live up to the hype, one in that division, two in the entire conference or league of the AFC, you're going to be looking at some of these quarterbacks like, hey, bub, like, I'm take a pay cut. Like, right. You got to get some other talent here. Aaron Rodgers didn't want a Super Bowl. You're next. Or everybody. Not everybody, but a lot of people talk about Patrick Mahomes. Like, is he going to rework his deal and try to become the highest-paid quarterback? So far, it feels like he's pretty happy with what he's yeah. doing. I, so maybe this does kind of reset. If the he ball. wins another two Super Bowl in the next five years, he's redoing that contract. Like, you know what I mean? You're winning. He could do it right now if he wanted to. I mean, honestly, hey, I've won he two Super could. Bowls and two MVPs. Give me. Yeah, but let's say four Super Bowls and three MVPs. Oh my God. I'm going to be unbearable to be around the Chiefs won four Super Bowls in the next five years, <laughs> which would be another two. But, like, oh, I freaking love it. Yeah. It, I, I think Joe Burrow is probably next. You mentioned uh, that he got hurt today, as you just did as well. <laughs> My leg just cramped up, son of a bitch. <laughs> That's a triathlete. <laughs> Dude, my hamstring is cramping up bad. <laughs> I don't know why I'm still talking to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Played through it. Played through it. Uh, Joe Burrow. This is my flu game. <laughs> <laughs> so 
got hurt. <laughs> Dude, this hurts so bad. Keep going. I'm listening. Seen you move that fast in a really long time. I thought you saw like a spider or something. I wish I did. That would be more justified. <laughs> Joe Burrow uh, looks like he hurt his calf today. My hamstring, his calf. I relate. <laughs> I don't know how big of a deal it is. Uh, I think it looks worse on video than it probably was because they're calling it a calf strain. He's the next quarterback that's going to get paid. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Good. Dude, no, I hate that because when my hamstring cancer, like sometimes I cry, dude. It freaking hurts so damn bad. I can't help it. It's like the one thing that gets me on its own because I get stuck. I can't move my freaking leg. <laughs> Everyone talks about these calf cramps. Oh, calf cramps, not bad. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that's what happened to Joe Burrow. I kind of wish it would have because we'd be fine. But, like, yeah, we're sitting here talking about north of $50 million, and then you get hurt on a non-contact injury for your calf that you already had a compression sleeve on, which means to me you was probably lingering or bothering you and heading into practice. I don't know what the look is. And I know Zach Taylor came out, you know, did an interview. He's like, hey, it happened like 10 minutes ago. I don't know. It looked like just more of a calf strain. And everyone's just kind of rolling with like, oh, he said calf strain, we're good. Mm-hmm. They might do, you know, some testing and they come back tomorrow and be like, hey, like this is actually kind of serious. Like his Achilles is strained. Last right. time I heard that about an athlete, look at Kevin Durant. I know. He missed that, a whole year. That's what I was thinking too. Like, oh, just a calf strain. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. It, because of Kevin Durant. So uh, hopefully Joe Burrow is okay. I don't want to see this guy suffer like career-ending, no. season-ending injuries. And I think uh, that's kind of what I like. You know, you never want to see a guy get hurt, but I loved the response from everyone on social media. It was like, please don't be hurt. Because everyone realizes, like, how much value he holds to the league and the AFC and in the playoffs, you know. Like, he's completely transformed the Cincinnati Bengals since he's been there. Like, that, I think, we're you know, so much recently by is like, we forget how shitty the freaking Bengals were leading up to the Joe Burrow era. Like, oh. they were just... Like, hey, they don't love to spend money. There's no talent there. There's, they hardly have any scouts. Like, there's just no success. Who's the Zach Taylor guy that they're taking as a head coach because he's watched Tom McVay pee? Like, okay, cool. Like, he was on his coaching staff. What does he really know? Mm-hmm. Since then, it's worked out tremendously for them. But, like, even before Joe Burrow, there was like, man, Zach Taylor, that's a bad hire. They'd probably fire this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now it's just like he's loved by everybody. And now Joe Burrow, you know, we'd never want to see him get hurt. But hopefully he can stay – hopefully it's not that serious of an injury and he's fine and he can get paid and – we can roll into the season and just kind of forget about this. And I'm sure that he he will reset the market too. I would. Do you think he will, or do you think he'll kind of take like? I, I mean, I want to say Mahomes type deal, but Mahomes did reset the market while also being a team team friendly deal. Yeah. So like, if Burrow came in, he'll probably come in at like 53. And I think if he comes in and he gets 53 a year, I think that is a team friendly deal because mm-hmm. he could ask for 55 or 58. Because the cap's probably going to go up again. Like, is it this year? This offseason, where these new TV deals come come through it's next year, but I don't know for sure. Okay, but or even or just, after this season, you know, I mean. But Justin Herbert, he's been amazing. He hasn't taken his team to a Super Bowl. Nope, he's not so, won a playoff game. I mean, Joe Burrow's got that over him. Yeah, and so I, I think Burrow could easily get fifty five if he wanted to, but he might take a quote unquote team friendly deal and go with like fifty three, <laughs> which is still crazy to even think. Yeah, and it, you know Aaron Rodgers, we talked a little bit about him. He did take a pay cut uh, where he was making about $50 million, and you know, he came out and he said he didn't want to make $100 million, uh, and then he got it. But good for him, I guess, to take a big pay cut. I mean, $35 million, like that $35 million he no longer has right. or is possibly going to make, whether it's taxed or not, like that's yeah. a ton of money. I mean, I'm not going to feel too sorry for him. I kind of wish the Jets would be like, hey, we're going to donate this. And like, I'd be like, hey, what about me right here? <laughs> yeah. I'll just take 100000 100, of that. Yeah, like, I'll be set for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple you years. Will, they will never notice it. 
Yeah. yeah, it changed my life. Like I think, like uh, Mbappe, you know that deal that he got where he's going to yeah. make seven hundred million dollars well, no, no, no. in he a year. It. I know. Like what? Honestly, respect though. Like, it was Saudi Arabia. They're throwing around money like it's running out of style. Maybe because they kind of see everything. This is a little too political. Maybe aspect was like the Saudi Arabia. Like all these people are trying to find ways to make money outside of oil in case like that just collapses all of a sudden with like kind of everyone heading to like the energy thing. And they've done that by doing in sports. So it's like, yeah, we have all this money that's just sitting here from oil, and we're going to make more of it till we somehow run out or just this moves on. Owning a sports franchise. And, and that's what they've been doing, though. Like, they've just been doing it. And I think they've bought a team in the United States, a soccer team or whatnot, and it's making tons of money. Right. And so, like, okay, let's get a star in his prime, Mbappe, who's, you know, won a World Cup with France and has been just absolutely dominant in, in Paris as well with the team that he's playing for. Currently teammates with him on FIFA 23. What up? That's me. Mm. <laughs> like if the United States government was like, you know what? We're going to buy the commanders. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Six Make million dollars. Make some billion dollars. Uh-huh. Take some of it. At least I know where that tax money's going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And please, if you get an opportunity to rename these guys, do it better than the commanders. Yeah. And it sounds like maybe they will rename. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I saw that floating around. So, what do you think they should go with? I know that's off topic of kind of where we're what at. What was but. the one that I liked? Like the Red Wolves or Red I, I love that. I think the Red Wolves. Something to do. I saw PFT say something about like warthogs or hogs or something. Yeah. I don't have, have any idea what that has to do. The correlation of that with uh, the, well, with them. They used to do the pig thing with their offensive linemen. I can't think of what it's Oh, called. that might make sense then. So that's okay. why it has some ties to their history as well. I saw someone Commander say like Commander sucks that. though. Like, even if you're a Commanders fan, you probably don't like that name. I thought I saw someone say like the Warriors, and then you could bring back the spear logo on the helmet. Like you get rid of the yeah, that was a good look. And I like I think that looks pretty cool. And the Warriors, so you get to kind of keep the W as well with the Washington. So it's like that works out pretty well. Or find a way to honor Native Americans and, and respectfully. Do it. Yeah, you know, I, I there's an idea. Warrior again? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't uh, know. Moving along, other things. Uh, running backs are mad. Talking about NFL contracts. <laughs> Speaking of being back, running backs, <laughs> uh, they are not. I, just, I don't know what to do. Like a, a couple of them, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard, they got hit with the franchise tag, and they're all upset because like, they're playing for a little bit more than $10 million. They're doing Zoom meetings. They're trying to get like the CBA changed. <laughs> Josh Jacobs gets on a plane just, with no intention of returning anytime soon. Uh-huh. And then Saquon just up and signs for like $11 million. Yeah, it's like, man, forget about it. <laughs> Like, why? Yeah. You know what? Actually, I don't really like conflict. I just kind of want to hurdle some people and do some more squats. So I'm just going to sign and get to practice. And give him some credit. It was our guy, Matt, that kind of started all of this. Man, piss some people off. All of them. That he's been saying for years, it's not a new thing. Like, draft a running back, run him into Mm -hmm. the ground, franchise tag him twice, and then let him walk. Like, don't don't give him a long-term contract. No, because it, like their their shelf life is so poor, and mm-hmm. you know the CBA deal is already coming past, and you know we saw Jim Mercey's comments of kind of like, hey, we yeah. can't really change this. Like we spent years yeah. leading up to it, we can't just change it now. I do think though they probably should have thought of this leading up to it, like per position, like hey, mm-hmm. maybe these guys shouldn't have like the same rookie contract as like a quarterback or some of these other positions. Like let some of these guys hit the market sooner because their short life for their position is so quick, especially running backs. Like, if you're going to run them into the ground by three, four years and then move on from like, if you're going to get five years max out of a running back, have the rookie deal last three years. Let them get paid the last two years or so, and, like, you can't franchise tag them. 
So then you're going to get great running backs on different teams on who can afford them. I like that. Salary cap's going up. That's going to be okay. And some people may not like that, but at the same time, it's like, hey, like, let's just keep everything interesting. And I, I love the running back position. I, it does still hold in value the in the league, whether people don't realize it or not. Like, it, it truly, like, you have to establish a running game if you're going to do anything else with your offense. Yeah, but also part of it is um, have some longevity, guys. Yeah. Like, they're just they're not running backs. If Saquon can come out and live up to a second contract, then guess what? That's going to help guys like Jonathan Taylor. Like mm-hmm. we've been talking about the Todd Gurley is the one that ruined it. Who? Todd Gurley got yeah. paid a massive deal. And it was like, mm-hmm. boom, it was an arthritis or something in his knees. And it was like, he's done. Yeah. Or even like, go back really to Le'Veon is... Bell and like him holding on missing it yep. the whole season. I, I think both of those guys, but if you want to be a running back, you want to get paid, play longer. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't play for five years and then suck. That's pretty much all you have to yeah, do. Yeah, don't get your money and then be like, I'm not working as hard anymore. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like hey, it's not really how this works, dude. Yeah, you're going to get paid what you're worth. And I don't want to sound like a homer just focus strictly on the Chiefs, but like, I think it's a good example. You know, you take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at the end of the first round, doesn't really live up to it. Isaiah Pacheco, who you took in the seventh round last year, continued to get better throughout the year, scored in the Super Bowl, was a heck of a playmaker, and then they took another guy. I think that was an undrafted free agent out of Tulsa. His last name is Pierce. Seems to be like the talk of training camp right now, but you know, I saw someone say like, "Hey, this is Alfred, this is Alfred Morris, but at like four 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 three speed." I was like, oh, "What?" Like Alfred Morris had like a year and a half there of like, "Hey, this guy's just running over people." So if the Chiefs will somehow find that again with the running back, it's like, "Hey, see you later, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Sorry about you, Pacheco." Yeah. It's like keep the running back by committee where you get all these guys fresh, and it's like, boom, here's Jet McKinnon who is great at blocking in the him. backfield, He's one of my and then. Players can just score once he catches the ball. And then you get, like, Patrick Mahomes, you just raves about him. Like, hey, this guy is so smart. Like, I don't even have to tell him blitz protections because he knows us so well. He studies just as much as I do for these. And in-game, he's prepared. He sees the game the same way I do. It's like, okay, running backs, like, that. Like, there's a good example for that. Mm-hmm. Like, injuries did set him back. That's why he's not getting paid a ton of money right now. But he's ended up in a good situation. Yeah. It, it's with running backs, too. You mentioned the Chiefs. You can find them late. Mm-hmm. And that hurts them. Too. Like guys like Saquon have lived up to the hype. Uh, Josh Jacobs was a first rounder. Mm-hmm. He lived up to the hype last year, but contract year. But yeah, like I mean, th- we mentioned Saquon, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard. I wouldn't have given either of those guys a long term deal. No, and it sucks for Tony Pollard because broke his leg at the end of the year. So like that's you know that just stinks. It's but bad he's, timing. He's never but... been the r- running back one. Mm-mm. Zeke's been taking those carries. And so now that he is running back one, you know, you're sitting here looking at it, I was like, okay, the only other guy we really got is Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> is he Darren Sproles or is he going to be Deuce Vaughn? He's out of the league in three years. Right. Like, right. Or does he like? Does he make the roster? <laughs> I do like Deuce Vaughn, mm-hmm. and I hope that he does. I like the story. This is like his dad's there too. Like, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. I want him to be like the next Emmitt Smith. <laughs> Boy, that's a <laughs> that's a lot. Talk about a big <laughs> yeah. all-time leading rusher. Yep. Yeah, that's what I that's what I want for him. Some pretty big shoes to fill. Uh, but he's got don't got feet. very big feet. <laughs> yeah. uh, but with the running backs, I don't play better, play longer. Like Jonathan Taylor, like even after Jim Irsay's comments, you know, they everyone kind of took them worse than what they I think they kind of were. Let's say he does request a trade. Are there teams out there that are going to be like all ready to just like dump some draft picks for Jonathan Taylor? You'll dump some like first rounder. Dalvin Cook, he's a free agent right now. We went and visited with the Jets. You know, Kareem Hutt's still a free agent. Say what your thoughts are on him. You know, I know he's had a lot of off field issues. I'm not going to defend that at all. Still a pretty athletic running back, though. Mm -hmm. It was still still sitting out there. Zeke, like another one. 
still out there. He's not signed anywhere. Not even in conversations. No one's talking about him. Yeah. It's tough to be a running back in this league. But it, also, I hate to sound like a, like a hater. You chose to play that position. Like somebody <laughs> put you at running back, and you're like, yeah, this is fun. Keep me there. Yeah, I love being in car crashes every week. Like I used to coach junior high football. And I witnessed that transition of kids don't want to play running back anymore. They want to play receiver. So even in a run-heavy offense, it's like, hey, man, you can come play running back. You're going to be the dude. Nope, want to play receiver. All right, cool. (laughs) See you later. You're five (laughs) foot five. You're never going to catch the ball. Yeah, because one, you can't. But (laughs) But I think we've also just seen a transition of a lot of the really good athletes. That's where they want to go. They want to go play receiver. That's where the stars are in the NFL anymore. And there are a lot of good running backs in the NFL, but it goes back to them not playing for very long. And maybe if you can get Saquon, maybe he goes and he has a great year. He's going to get franchised again, but (laughs) maybe they'll give him a long deal. Or Tony Pollard, if he has a really good season, Jerry Jones will pay him. Yeah, surely he's learned his lesson with this, right? Jerry pays his guys. At some point, Jerry's got to, like, can't be the main GM anymore. Like, surely one of his sons, like, yeah. Like, surely one of his sons got to be like, Dad, like, this is my dream. I'm done living yours. Uh Yours was 28 years ago. It's time to do something else. Yeah, you lived it. You you did it in the 90s. Mm -hmm. It's my turn, Dad. a long time ago. Yeah, almost 30 years. Yeah. It was 30 years. I mean, it's so old. Tell me about it. (laughs) <laughs> my calf, my hamstring just cramped up during the show. Are you good now? I don't. I'm scared to bend my leg. <laughs> I'm not going to put it up on this stool and lift myself to readjust in the seat. I'll just keep sagging off of it. I'm scared. Well, it's been good to be back. <laughs> it uh, has. The drive home is going to be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see you stand up. We'll talk about it next episode. Uh, update on Big Country's hamstring and how he's doing. But we appreciate you guys joining us again, uh, putting up with us through a long break. Uh, But that's it for us today. Uh, Thanks again for listening wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, or right here in the call-in app. Uh, We appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you next time.